0: impact, income, and influence. Jay grew up in a poor Midwest farm community, but he knew from the time he was 13 years old that he had to help people do more, be more, and achieve more. And although he was homeless on and off throughout his adolescent years, Jay has gone on to become one of the top success coaches to multimillionaire clients. In this episode, we follow his journey and Jay shares with us some of his tips, tricks, and strategies that he only shares with his ultra wealthy clients. Enjoy. Impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today. And that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Warner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am super excited to welcome you to Impact Income and Influence, the number one show for monetization strategy on the web. My host today, or my host, my guest today is Jay Altman. Jay challenged me when we were getting ready for the show and he said, we have to have drinks. We were joking around about a show called Scotch with Steve. So (laughs) we both have cocktails. I am drinking an old fashioned. Jay is drinking a Manhattan. I'm drinking a Manhattan. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Welcome to the show, Jay. Jay. Thank you. Jay has one of the most unique stories. He grew up in a small town in rural Indiana. And then from there, he has grown several different businesses and done extremely well. He's one of the nicest people in the world. I was lucky enough to meet him on a cruise. Um, Jay is truly awesome. Jay, I'm happy to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here to hang with you and see where this all goes.
0: Awesome. Well, let's start at the very beginning. I mean, you grew up in a rather, I mean, we'll say like lower middle class, poor farming community. And from that grew into what you are today. So let's start at the beginning. Like what was life like growing up? And like, how did you get to where you are?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So like like you said, I grew up in a very small town. Uh, when my parents or when I was about eight years old, my parents divorced, like so many parents do. Um, with my, I lived then with my mother. I moved to a, a town about 15 miles away. <clears throat> and then uh, soon, the next year, we moved back to the town where my dad lived. Uh, but this is kind of what happened. Uh, so my parents divorced. You know, through a divorce, you know, we didn't have a lot of money to begin with. When you divorce, that money is divided. You're trying to pay for two places to live and, you know, all the extra stuff. And uh, my mom had started a um, a beauty salon, cutting people's hair and that kind of stuff. And what happened? Uh, there was a cascade of events that led to a, to a to pretty tough times for a while. And that cascade started with a fire that happened inside of the beauty salon. Now, unfortunately, my mother didn't have insurance. You know, so like, there goes the business. There went all the money that any of the money she did have, plus the loans to. You know, get the chairs and so on. So that's why we moved back then to my other, this other town where my dad lived. Now, one day while living there, we were off at my aunt's house about 45 miles away. And we had to get back because I was playing baseball and that in the town where we lived and we were running late. So as we get back, my mom said, run in, get your baseball glove. We got to go. Uh, you're going to be late to your game. So i fine. So I, I ran in and she said, your gloves on the couch. I ran in, I look and like, couch was gone, so I come back out and I say, "Mom, the couch is gone." She looks at me and she's like, "Quit being stupid. we're going to be late. Your baseball game starts in like five minutes I'm like no really the the couch is gone and like she comes in and like not only was our couch gone, but like literally everything in our entire place was gone, like like the beds, all furniture, even the meat out of the freezer, everything was gone, and um, of course. That didn't help a situation where you don't have much money and then that happened. So then what proceeded to happen is about eight times over the next four and a half years, we were evicted from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, because you know, no money, you don't pay the rent. They don't let you stay there. It turns out. And uh, so, you know, that led to, you know, eating from food stamps and free lunch and, you know sleeping on bags of clothes didn't have a bed we didn't have a home phone didn't have electricity sometimes uh, that that kind of situation and then um about the middle of my eighth grade year i moved back in with my with my dad it's a little bit as in a more stable situation at that time and so I moved back in there and um from that point i My mom moved down to Florida. So this is my eighth grade year. My mom moved down to Florida. And once she moved down there, she was just looking for whatever she could do. And she's always been kind of a dreamer, entrepreneur type. You know, she started the hair salon. She was always involved in um, various multi-level marketing type companies growing up, like Avon and, uh, you know, all all the ones, probably all the names everybody knows, okay? Uh, My senior year high school, she started selling these water filters called NSA water filters. Okay, and like she did a demonstration in the town where I live with my dad, there was a lot of sulfur water. And if, if the audience, if you're not familiar with sulfur water, it's nasty, it smells like rotten eggs, and tastes like it too. And, uh, but these filters, I brought it in, and it like literally took all the sulfur out. And it was like, so how easy was that to sell? So I went, I kind of door to door to door, where I knew all the sulfur water houses were, and started selling these things. Now, the cool thing about that, selling these filters was not going door to door, not selling the filters, anything like that. The cool part was really, um, and what led me so much of my success is uh, that multi-level marketing company. And I was part of a couple others before and after. But one of the things I love about them is the fact that they spend a lot of time on personal development. And so, um, you know, inside these companies, yes, they want you to sell their products and so on. You know, call your family and your friends and do all the hustle to, Make that happen. But they also spend a lot of time developing you personally. And then uh, there's a quote that I love. It's, it says something around the lines of, like, you can never, your business will never outgrow your personal development. And I, I don't know exactly who said it, but it's been said. And I found it to be very true. And uh, who led the personal development in this company was Tony Robbins. So my senior year of high school, I went down to Florida. We scratched together enough money, we went down with my mom and, and an old van. We got down there, attended the event in Boca Raton, Florida, and that event, I would say, was the beginning of what actually changed my life, because I learned one simple concept, concept that I use still heavily to this day, which is the concept of modeling. Tony said something along the lines of, you know, if you want to be rich, just find someone who already is rich, do what he or she does, and you'll get some kind of similar result, and it seems so stupidly simple, and, uh, but I borrowed the advice when I landed in college, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do really. Like I was, I was a good athlete and I had a passion for athletics but I wasn't a good enough athlete to play, you know, at the level I wanted to play in college. And I also loved music. Uh, the, the idea of business was not on my mind. Being a small farm town, I didn't have, even though I did the, you know, like little, you know, I, was a, I, a, I mowed yards and I you know, did little businesses like that but I didn't have it in my mind to go to business school. It didn't even enter my mind, not even a consideration. But when Tony said model something you want to be and then do it, i was like, that's brilliant. So I thought at that moment, like, what I really wanted to do was to be a strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So I start. I went and talked to my academic counselor, and she said, you know, Jay, unfortunately, there's not a program in the country that offers this curriculum. However, the strength coach at Indiana University is one of the best strength coaches in the country. In fact, he's one of the head strength coaches for the USA uh, Olympic team and so on. I'm like. Awesome, I, you know. So, and uh, my counselor suggested I call him and set up an interview and get a set of questions, asking essentially, "What did you do?" His name is Frank. What did you do, Frank, to get your position? What would you recommend I do? Anything else? You know that kind of thing. And so, once Frank told me what to do, I mean, I was so eager. I think I plowed through that thing and you know as fast as I possibly could. I got every certification, the education, all this stuff that I could. I came back to him and said okay i checked all the things anything else i can do to get into this position he's like well you know like you don't have a degree you can't do the things but and, and, I, and you're not trained up enough to like help with the varsity athletics at indiana but i could have you sit over here on this box and just observe what we do and you can learn by watching what we do I'm like i'm in i couldn't wait right i was like so excited and uh so i did that led to my first job you know so after doing that for i don't know how long maybe six months or so Said, oh, do you want to help with this team, or do you want to help a little bit with that team? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I helped him with the teams. Uh, and, and then what happened is, you know, that turned into my first paying job out of college. You know, I did my master's degree, then I did that as my first paying job. And what, then that led. Yeah, go ahead.
0: What was your What was your master's degree in? Like, what because you were doing all this while you were in school as a side hustle. Yeah. Like just to figure it out or were you No, so actually
1: Actually, I I, I was in school. So I was in school and my uh, undergraduate degree is in kinesiology. And then the uh, graduate degree is in applied sports science.
0: Okay. So your whole track so so far has been figuring out sports science and how that works, but you went out on your own and you started basically modeling. You went and had the interview with this guy where you, do you remember any of the questions that you asked him? I mean, I know that's probably. I I have them.
1: I I actually, I have, you know, I keep journals. So like I have them in my journal, uh, all the questions I ask and without like, you know, I I don't have it like next to me here, but you know, essentially it was uh, you know, like literally what did you do to get this position Uh, what education did you get to get to this position who did you talk to Um, Mm -hmm. you know what's you know like just all those questions like what certifications did you get and then after that what would you recommend i do beyond what you've already done you know i literally told him i want to have your job that was my idea like i want your job
0: that's so awesome uh, that was my dream job I mean, that is such a big piece of, I agree with the modeling thing. I mean, I've been to Tony Robbins events. I've gone through a lot of his trainings, but just if you want to do something, you don't have to recreate the wheel. Find somebody who's done it. And you, yes. there's a video that I've, I've posted a couple of times of Steve Jobs, where he, he was like, I think he was 14 or 15. He called up the owner of Dell Computers and asked for some parts because the guy's phone number was in the phone book. <laughs> And then he got an internship.
1: I mean, it's the yeah. same
0: thing. Like you're not going to be able to reach Russell Brunson or Gary V. but chances yeah. are you can find somebody in your local area who has done what you want to do and you can go take them and get coffee. They will love to share their information. So, 100%. You were sitting on the sidelines of the, you
1: were watching all this stuff. You
0: graduate from college. What happens next? Uh,
1: yeah. So what happens next? Well, it's too, I should just mention as a side note, simultaneously, like when I was, like I grew up on a hog farm. So like I, I knew how to do pressure washing. We had to pressure wash all the crap out of all the pins. And it was a miserable job, but I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. I moved, When I was doing my graduate degree, I moved out to a Lake Monroe. So anybody that knows Bloomington, Indiana, the campus, uh, about nine miles away, there's a lake and there's all these subdivisions with the golf course on a lake. And I moved out and lived in one of these condos out there. And it turns out that that all that, there was these common decks behind all the places and they were like you know, thick, green, gross stuff. So I pressure washed the place that I lived, which of course led to like a neighbor saying, hey, would you ever do that for me? And then another and another. Then it turned into like all the common decks. And there was nine subdivisions that turned into all the common pool areas. Anyway, that was a side hustle that made me like thirty-five to $40,000 a couple summers in a row. I would just hire my friends. We worked yeah. from, you know, kind of early morning till like about noon. Then we would hang out, play tennis, swim in the pool, and whatever. Anyway, that was going on at the same time I was, you know, working at Indiana because I wasn't getting paid. And even when I started getting paid, the pay was so little; it was twelve bucks an hour. It was just. Like, well, I mean, really? I want to
0: point out know. to people listening: like you were willing to go do work <clears throat> for free. I see so many people are like, "That's not worth my time. I'm not getting paid." If you are not at the level where you can get paid, go do it for free. Like go figure it out, go hustle. Like you were selling stuff door to door. I did the same thing. Like through high school, my mom sat me down and was like, "I was complaining about not having Air Jordans." She was like, "If you want Air Jordans, you better figure out a way to make money because we can't afford those." I was out the next day mowing yards. By the time I I was twelve, I had like four K saved up under my bed. It was yeah,
1: that's amazing.
0: I mean, it was hustle, but it's it's the same thing that you did. Like you did it better. I mean, you were out doing MLMs. I did Cutco in high school as well as weight tables. I mean, yeah. It teaches you sales, it teaches you 100%. More than anything, it teaches you how to relate to people, which you learned at a young age. So then you're out, you're in college, you're pressure washing decks of your
1: own and you're like, the light bulb went on, right? And you're like, oh, other people want this. Absolutely. And I you know, it, even in that, that time, you know, it's 23 years ago or whatever, like I could get $300 per deck, I could get that done in an hour. And I thought like here, I'm making $12 an hour doing my dream job, but I'm doing this job that I, I don't like, but it pays really well to help get me further down the path of to what I job. actually want. Yeah, of my actual dream job and getting paid for that job. Which then, so like, here's how this goes. So then, at the end of, you uh, know, after working in Indiana for about three years, uh, one of the basketball players from Indiana got drafted up. I live in Minneapolis, got drafted up here to Minneapolis to the Timberwolves. And uh, it just turned out I could come and work as his personal trainer. And then at at the same time, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, had an opening for a strength and conditioning coach to train the performance team, which are the girls that come out, you know, dance at halftime and do all the tricks. Anyway, so that was my job. Uh, So I moved up here to be private trainer for him, a strength coach with the Timberwolves performance team. And here's what happened next. You know, after living here for a little bit for one I'll tell you like that dream job being the strength coach paid 36 six and I thought like I like, I mean I was like in my mind like I had made it like you know coming from a little small town farm town like never meet you know the best jobs in town are school teachers there's one doctor that services two towns and I don't really know how much he makes but you know, probably better than 36 six but that might be the only guy in town uh, most everybody else is around that or maybe less uh, so I, I'm like I made it I can make a a rent payment, I can get a car, you know, I, I can kind of feel like I'm growing up, you know, like that, that kind of feeling, I was so excited. Right. And, uh, but what happened is, uh, shortly after um, training, you know, being up here, you know, you know I would have to attend every single home game. I didn't travel with the team away, but I every home game, I was in attendance every home game. And what happened is one of the men who sit down around the bottom of the basketball arena found my name, and reached out and said, hey, I see you're a strength coach with the Timberwolves. Would you ever be interested in being a private trainer with me? And uh, we worked out a deal and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, turns out he was uh, uh, CEO at Clear Channel Media. And for those who don't know Clear Channel Media, it's like one of the biggest media companies on the planet. And uh, and I remember one day he came in, uh, this is like in uh, around April, this is the next piece of the puzzle that changed my life. So after training him and working with him, uh, about April, middle April-ish, he comes in, he's all upset. I'm like, uh, I'll leave out his name. But why are you you so upset? What's going on? And he's like, oh, man, I got to pay this uh, gigantic uh, tax bill. And he told me the number. It was into the six-figure tax bill. I'm like, I was sitting here thinking to myself, like, wait a minute. You're upset, but I'm thinking, like, how in the world did you make so much money that you have to pay a six-figure tax bill? And he went on to tell me that he earned a seven-figure bonus for the work that they had done in the previous year. And therefore, it generated – because he paid his taxes along the way, but he generated this six-figure tax bill. Like, holy crap. Like, so, like, and, you know, getting to know more about his story. His story was that he started as a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. He noticed the people driving the nice cars to the radio station. Were the salespeople and the marketing team? And he got he Funny got how the that idea. Works. Funny how that works, right? It's like, huh, so I think I need to get over into the sales marketing side of this thing, and that, that's what he did. He did, and then he you know just work, worked his way to the highest position, which in, of course inspired me. So I was thinking that, um, gosh dang, if if I can if I can learn sales and marketing, it wouldn't matter what business that i'd ever be in it makes me close to invaluable because it's very hard as anybody's in business here listening knows you know it's one of the hardest things is to find new customers and actually get them to stay and pay and refer uh, as you go along your path but what happened naturally after um he inspired me we naturally would ha- i would go to all these conferences like similar to like some of the stuff that i've seen you at and we were at these business conferences. I, was, I would come home, and then we would talk about it. And one day, he said, you know a thing you just share with me? It's like, would you ever come and share that with my marketing department? I'm like, yeah, I would love to. I mean, like I was like, you know, getting pitter-patters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love, love to do that. So I got prepared like crazy. I went in, our presentation. Share with them really a, big, a, big, a real simple kind of an, an idea. Tell us, uh, but in a big but in a big company, it was really just switching from traditional media TV to to advertising on YouTube. That was literally the gist of what I shared. I just you know put some research behind it about demographics and why to do it, and uh, how the younger crowds cutting the cord. They're not watching TV. In, anyway, I just put some of the, yeah. the data behind it. Did a nice presentation, and for this hour-long presentation, cut me a check for five thousand dollars. And I thought, hmm, a light crap, bulb went that on. was a lot of, yes, like that was a lot of fun. Like I had a blast and this pays way better than these other things that I like to do. It was a, it was a better opportunity to make money. And it was a better opportunity in terms of, um, at that point, you know, I've been doing, uh, kind of health, fitness, strength, conditioning, functional medicine training, I trained up as a physical therapist. So I'm giving you kind of the highlights here. But like, yeah. <clears throat> because my, my early idea, going backwards just a little bit, my early idea with my client, because with this guy, he introduced me to several other really high net worth individuals, individuals in the Twin Cities. And I was working as their personal trainer. But then I had it in my mind, okay, if I'm their personal trainer, I learned from marketing. Once you have a client, it's easier to get them more stuff than it is to go out and find a, a new client. So I thought, how can I can service help? them? Yeah. For if they have an injury, I, I can service that. If they need food training, I, you know, I, I'm trained up there. If they need, you know, I- anything that comes up with like how to improve their um, their well-being, I wanted to get the. I mean, I was just like you know diving hard into all the information. So trained up again, functional medicine coach, uh, physical therapy. I worked inside a physical therapy office for seven years, doing uh, my functional medicine coaching and so on. Anyway, let
0: what i hear you saying because this is really interesting to me anyone listening like you've probably heard before there are three main areas health wealth and relationships you started off in the health space you became these guys personal trainers you're helping them but you kind of hit a cap there because unless you're out selling a gym membership you you hit a cap as far as what people are willing to pay health is the second largest wealth is the largest and you moved from health into the wealth space by teaching marketing and doing marketing promotion for them, going in and training them on marketing, right? You got in with the health and started to move over a little bit. Yeah, exactly.
1: It was literally by accident. I wasn't looking to make that move. It just organically came because of studying marketing for health. And then I'm one time, then that light bulb went off like, whoa, wait a minute, I can actually do this for several businesses.
0: I love it. Like that, that is, I mean, that is such a huge piece. Like just, you're constantly looking at how you can serve people. You're not trying, you weren't focusing on, I want to sell a lot. I need to make millions of dollars. You were like, how can I serve these people? How can I have honest conversations with them and be transparent and be authentic? Because you're Jay, you're one of the nicest people. Like you, you emanate, like, come talk to me. I'm super friendly. I love to hang out, but then you share all of this stuff. And it it moves forward. I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure you're, there are people listening that are saying, well, yeah, you were lucky enough to work for the guy at Clear Channel or be introduced to his friends, but it doesn't matter because every you are two steps away from anybody that you want to meet in your network. And if you just go serve people and help them out and be a kind, generous person, you will move forward. So Jay, take us back to the story. So you- you started talking to these people you started doing marketing
1: presentations what happened yeah so then i, I got the idea like so so here's what happened I, I was working with and i still work with some of these ultra wealthy people here in the cities unfortunately I, you know like one like the, the wealthiest man in minnesota was my client and i say was my client because he passed away just a few months ago uh, just you know pretty much soon after covid started and um, anyway, that the guy's worth, you know, six and a half billion dollars. And so the conversations like I had with him with, uh, you know, say like on the like marketing side is mostly we, we, we would talk about there, we talk about uh, how, to, how to trade money, like what to do with your money, how to leverage money. So I, I and with other clients, you get ideas, you know, like about, uh, you know, so let me back up a little bit. So like wealth, if you make a, a good chunk of money, you can spend all that money and you still don't really have any money, but if you get a chunk of money and you sweep a chunk of it over and you buy assets with it, things that are going to make you more money and hopefully make you more money on autopilot, then you stand a chance to get really wealthy. Uh, Especially if you're smart with that money and you put it in things that
0: appreciate So appreciate it.
1: That appreciate like kind of for sure. Not like things that appreciate like, man, this could be like the next thing I could get rich and like, three months i mean maybe you will but maybe you'll lose it all too like i don't really know but what i learned from my ultra wealthy clients they never risk losing the chunk so if they make a chunk and they put the chunk over here how much they want to lose it's zero of it zero of it even if they make you know a smaller percentage four percent something like i'll take a guaranteed four percent then i will maybe make it a 30 percent and maybe go and broke with the money
0: well, I mean, that's, that's Warren Buffett's number one rule, right? Don't lose money. Don't lose, money.
1: don't lose the money. Yeah, don't lose the money. Rule number two, don't lose the money. Yeah. <laughs> Pay yeah. attention to rule number one, always. Yeah, don't lose the darn money. And so like, and he said like uh, that wealthiest client, he owns a company, owned a company that is the largest privately held company in the United States. It's called Cargill. Now, so we would talk about things that like we talk about is about seven or eight different stocks to buy. And they were things that like were relatively boring to most people or maybe not understood, but for him, these are things he understood. So it's like cattle, hogs, corn, soybeans. Taking the very you right back to your business. childhood. And it brought me right back to my childhood. So like I knew something about farming and the industry and money. So anyway, like all these things kind of tie, tie together, uh, But bringing it back to like where I am today. So like I've worked with ultra wealthy for a number of years, like literally uh, 20 years. About two and a half years ago, I decided, like me personally, I'm not ultra wealthy. I've made it to a place now where I am wealthy, but I'm not ultra wealthy. Ultra wealthy, 10 million above net worths and so on. I'm not there yet. I'm working on that. Um, But I've made it to the seven figure net worth club. And that was like, i never imagined that could be even a possibility uh, growing up in a small little town. It just, that didn't seem real. And now it seems like that's barely enough to, to live just a change in perspective. Anyway, the point really is uh, having this unique experience, being able to work with ultra wealthy and me, myself going, growing businesses from nothing into uh, businesses that have produced you know, multiple seven figure figures, uh, gives me a unique, uh, kind of a unique position in that, like, I have, I'm in with this crowd of the ultra wealthy and understand how they do and what they do, and I have my own experience of bringing my own businesses up to speed. So, where I'm at now is I do entrepreneur success coaching, and my idea with it is I want to teach the principles that I've learned from the ultra wealthy and combining that with my own experience and growing my own businesses and the trainings that, you know, we you know, we, we, you know, I always have a coach. I know you always have a coach. We always have coaches to help bring us up. And so just sharing the wealth of knowledge combined with real world experience to help people um, to their next level. And I do that through uh, a really simple phrase that almost everybody's heard of, which is be, do, have, right? And the, the basic idea is if you, if you be the person you need to be, then you can actually do the things you need to do which then equals having those things you want to have. And I can tell you uh, most people that I work with um, that are not the ultra wealthy do this kind of backwards. They'll say something like, well, if I just had a million dollars, then I would be set, you know, I would be this person that would do all this kind of marketing. I would do all this stuff and then, uh, you know, and then, you know, they would be able to do it. Right. So they have it all backwards. They, they would, they had the money, then they would, do the marketing and then they would finally be the person they wish they could always be but that's completely op- opposite it's completely backwards for how it needs to go earlier in this conversation we talked about you cannot your business cannot outgrow your own personal development this relates directly to this be do have b is who you be right it's just who you be so uh, so what's talk to me about
0: Cause I I agree with you a hundred percent. When I set out on my entrepreneur journey, it was the same thing. Like I was out, I was like, what do I do? Like it's drinking out of a fire hose, right? But the biggest things that had, that moved the needle for me were focusing on what do I need to do? What are the habits that I break down? What do I do? How do I get to be somebody like that? How do I learn enough? How do I grow enough? So talk to me about like, if somebody comes into your world and you start working with somebody, what's what's like one or two really simple, easy to implement things that you would have them do to just get started on the right path? 100%. So
1: the, the first thing with anybody is getting clear. And what I mean by getting clear, is getting clear, telling the truth about where you actually are in a business. So like for example, if I know a business is, say, just kind of starting, maybe they're something above $50,000 a year, but they're not, maybe, you know, maybe getting up to six figures. Maybe it's kind of dangling in that area. I know this person needs to focus really on three things. And it's real simple. They need to focus on personal development. So get into any personal development stuff you can. You know, go to Tony Robbins, UPW, go, uh, you know, get into some books. Like, yeah, uh, just, you know, you know, go to a gym, uh, Work on your fitness. Work on uh, eating better. Work on, you know, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time each day. It's some of these foundational principles of taking care of oneself. And then, in addition to that, on the business side, it is getting really clear on who they want to serve. Like, like who's their like perfect kind of a person that they really really would love to work with. And then once they know clearly who they would love to work with. Start asking like, what do I know if they don't already have a kind of a product idea? Uh, and I would start with the who, start with the who, and then move to the the what. And like, when they know what, like what, like what's something they can do to add value to somebody. That's where it starts. So it's personal development, getting clear on who you're serving, and what it is you're gonna serve to them. And then from there, depending on the depending on the business. So like, if uh, if a business. Um, Again, if if a business is further evolved, let's say a business is already like making something north of 300,000 and they're trying to get to seven figures, but they're stuck. They still have to work on personal development because personal development allows you to consistently take care of yourself in terms of exercising. And when I say exercise, I'm not talking about maximizing your fitness or even optimizing it for that matter. I'm talking about getting consistently doing something that elevates your energy which allows you to be the person that can do the things you say you want to do. If you're not, you know, for most people, if they're not doing exercise at some level, they just don't have the energy. It takes a lot of energy to entrepreneur a tremendous amount of energy, right? I mean, you know, oh, especially if you're and you guys know that they're listening. If you're trying to start a business, it takes like an insane amount of energy to get your business from nothing to a something, uh, So let's talk about that for a second,
0: because that's one of the biggest things when I started my journey, one of the first things I read, I think I read three books, three or four books. I watched some YouTube videos and I noticed that every single person ran. I don't know why that sticks out to me or why that stuck out to me, but I was like, I hate running. I hate running. Like I wrote that in my journal. I started journaling and I was like, I wrote that, I don't know, for a month or two. And I was like, you know what? If they're all running, I'm going to start running it doesn't matter if i hate it i'm going to start doing it because they're doing it and i want to be like them how can i model them i literally i i went through tony tony robbins personal power too and he was like model people yeah yeah, yeah. i was like what are they doing they're running i hate running i don't care i'm buying some running shoes now i run five times a week Uh, and i love it yeah yeah that's really good getting out of my own head and being like i've got to do whatever they do like so what would you tell people? Cause I know a lot of people want to start businesses. Right. And they're like, yeah. well, it's my side hustle. I got to work. I got to work nine to five and I'm tired at the
1: end of the day. Uh, I, I'm losing you right. It's like, I don't know if you can hear me, but your the screen has paused here
0: into it. Or how do I, Sorry about that, technical difficulties. Jay, what would you tell people that are just like, I I really wanna start a business, but I don't have energy and there's no way I can start running or lifting weights or doing yoga because I I work a job and then I have one hour a day that I can put into this. What would you tell people about fitness?
1: Uh, What what I would tell them is, uh, for one, it's, it's the whole process of success in general is getting clear about where it is you are. And get clear about where it is you want to go. And if you have one hour a day, you have one hour a day. But in that one hour, I would spend the first 15, 20 minutes on exercise. I would spend the remaining 35, 40 minutes on the business. Because if, if you go exercise, and you'll know this if you're an exerciser out there. When you exercise, you get, your endorphins are flowing, your energy is going. You actually open up your entire brain. So, the, the level of productivity you can have in a brain that's been opened up by exercise, oxygenating your body, is much different than a body coming in and like, oh my God, I'm tired, but I got to trudge through this. I just got to, I know I got to do it. And you're kind of checking the box to get it done. You're going to be miserable. You're probably going to sit there and uh, not really get much done, not much productivity done. And worst of all, you're tying, creating, You know, if you're wanting to start a business, you're doing it because it's your dream. You have this another life. You have the life you have now, but you have this other life that you dream about that you're trying to get to. And what you're doing is you're tying that dream, you're anchoring it to feelings of feeling like crap. So if you only have an hour and you're, and and what, and what, if what's really coming up is like, I'm so tired. I don't want to, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this. I believe you first off, I believe those feelings are, are true and valid. But the way you change it, so then it's like, how do I get into a state of mind, a state of thinking that, that gets you to another level of thinking? And you got to move your butt. You got to move around. You can dance. You can walk. You can run. You can anything that like comes up. But like, once you start moving, you start feeling better. And you start feeling better. Now you can get into the work because now you're, tying, you're anchoring. I only allow myself to work when I actually feel really good. And every yep. time you feel really good, then you work. And so, so now you've created a positive anchor
0: to, yeah. to that. That's, I mean, yeah. when I, the reason that all of those people that I read in the books and watched the YouTube videos, the reason they all ran is because it actually gives you more energy, like working out yeah. to your exact point. If you have one hour a day to spend on stuff, spend the first 10 or 15 minutes, do some jumping jacks, do some light cardio, get yourself pumped up, listen to some happy music, and be like, man, I feel freaking amazing. I do it every morning. Yes. But, my workout routine is half an hour. I run for 30 minutes and I work out for 30 minutes and it sets my day every single day. And it's because of exactly what Jay is talking about. So I
1: love it. And if you miss it, you, you probably don't feel right there today the day. I'm sure there's some days that yeah. miss it for whatever reason, like just kind of like your whole day doesn't feel quite as good. Maybe, maybe not good at all. I don't really know for you, but like, I know for me, if I miss exercise day, like I, just, I have moments in my day that I feel good, but I have, Parts of the day I just like, uh, like just kind of feel connected. tired like I want to go, yeah, not connected. I want to go lay down or something like that. Uh, instead of uh, when I start by moving and thinking and breathing and all those things nourishing my body, well, I feel good, man. I feel good. I have great energy like all day.
0: So I want to circle back to like a few tactics. So the first tactic is. Yep spend some time on your business, get really, really clear about who you serve. So this is something I work with my clients on the same thing. And so many people come to me yeah. with a vague idea. Like you want, it's so granular that you can pick them out of a crowd. What's the next piece? Like once they have a person and they've come up with something, maybe they're selling You know, they're selling ten grand a month or eight grand a month in coaching or packages or sales or whatever it is. What's the next piece that you feel really helps people scale?
1: Can we back up just real quick for a second? Yeah. When when, when people are starting, and really no matter where you are on your journey, because I do this with my ultra wealthy clients, I do this with myself, and I do this with clients that are just you know, I don't work with clients that are just starting out. But you got to be making at least six figures. And then I'm happy to work with you because just you got some figuring out to do up to that point. But but here's the um, the reality: as an entrepreneur, especially if you're just starting out, you're probably a solopreneur. I mean, you are the everything in your business. You are the sales team. You're the marketing. You're the delivery. You're like everything in your business. Now, if that's you, and even if it's not you, maybe you have a team. Maybe you do have a seller. Maybe you have someone who helps you with marketing. Maybe you have an assistant. depending on where you are that part doesn't matter here's the important piece the important piece is on your personal side and on your business side to get clarity so like on the personal side for example i like to get clear on a a few things like there's a health assessment questionnaire that i give everybody it and it walks people through this comes from my functional medicine days so i can really get to know what's literally going on internally at the organ level now i no longer do the functional medicine work but when i see the assessment i can say Hey, you looks like you might have something going on with your liver or gallbladder. I want you to go talk to so-and-so. They're going to really help you out, right? Or on the personal side, let's get a look at your body fat. What is your body fat? It's just a, it's a clarity number. By the way, with all these assessments, everything should be looked at. And this is not easy to do, easier said than done, but to look at yourself through non-judgmental eyes. You know, so when you're gathering information, uh, it's easy for this information to make you feel like you are less than you are. But you're not, you are more than, and why is that? It's because you're trying to better yourself, you're trying to go from where it is you are to something better. So um, what I like to say is you know, stand in your truth. So yeah, back to the personal side, so body fat, belly measurement, belly measurement is a really easy one because if your belly measurement should be half or less than half of your height, if if your belly measurement is greater than half your height, so for example, if you're um you know 5'10, so 70 inches and if my belly measurement was 35 inches or greater, I will have heart disease according to the CDC. Not maybe, not, am I, not my risk factors go up. It's like, no, you will have heart disease. That's according to their numbers. And this is a study done with well over 10,000 people. So it's a very easy measurement, it takes a second, and it gives you a clarity point about yourself. The next one then is like personal net worth. Uh, you can find some personal net worth calculators, figure out what is your net worth, because I'm assuming, Everybody wants their network to go up, right? Uh, to like establishing like uh, some values on relationships. Now, uh, you can just kind of think about your closest five relationships to you in your life. Maybe this is a significant other. Maybe it's uh, children. Maybe it's coworkers. Maybe it's you know what whatever it is for you. Uh, but you get clarity there on, on that side. You also assess like energy. So you're assessing all these things on the on the personal side because it's again it's the be, do have. And then on the business side, you want to get similar clarity. Or like profit and loss um, you want to figure out like um, your estimated business value things like uh, where your business fits in what was your last year's revenue your last year's profits your last few months you know anyway you get all these clarity clarity points on both the personal side and on the business side then we can get back to your question so once you have those clarity pieces because um, sometimes my answer is well where are we even at? Like I don't even know where we're at. So how can I advise you forward until we can fully just stand in the truth of this moment that we're in right here today? And there's a lot of power in knowing that truth. Once you have the power of that truth, then I can, I mean, here, here's what's crazy, as you know. So so you have again who you want to serve to, and you have what it is you want to serve. I can use my wife's business as an example. She is a health coach. She, she wants to help busy moms live a healthy life, which is the name of her company: Busy Mom Healthy Life. Okay, now her target market are thirty-five to fifty-five. They live in suburbs. They make six figures. They have at least a couple kids. I mean, she's dialed in. She knows who this is. Why? It's because like that's who she is, right? Like we have a couple kids. We run three businesses, and um, and she manages to. Build a, uh, do all these healthy things for herself you know <clears throat> and so uh so there's you know, dialed into who does you serve Dialed in like the what it is she does so she serves them through uh she has private coaching this is a kind of a higher ticket thing that she sells and she has group coaching which is a kind of moderate ticket thing she sells and then she does workshops intermittently throughout a year to draw people in for a certain price of course the the idea of that is to draw people in let them experience your coaching and the power of a group. And then you invite them in at a reasonable fee to be part of your group for a period of time with the idea that if you do a good job in your group, that they're going to, they're going to love it. They're going to stay, they're going to pay and they're going to refer their friends. And then the ones out of the group, you know, you're going to make individual solicitations for people to do a private call with you. They do a private call get them on a phone and you run them through uh, essentially a, a series of questions getting clear of what it is they want and then you tell how you can help in a private way so then they can you can address private issues in addition to being part of that group and uh then how you and, and like how you do that is through a variety of ways uh, kind of the dream 100 concept yeah. i don't know if you're i know you're familiar i'm not sure how familiar the uh, audience may be of that but
0: so let's um i mean you just laid out like the framework for any coaching program like that model works across any industry whether it's fitness or personal development or business development whatever business you're in that model will work i mean i've seen it work across everything um what are i mean is that like we could go down the rabbit hole of how do you help people with that specifically, like, what are? Because it sounds easy to set up, right? But it's like, what do I teach in a workshop? Well, you teach what's the biggest outcome that you can get for people and get them to start moving, right? And you just laid out like right. the really simple: just get clear on your goals, right? Because so many people <clears throat> say they want to lose weight, but they lack any kind of routine to their day. They lack any kind of um, diet at all, right? Like they've tried crash diets. Yeah. Right, you just lay out simple, easy to follow things, right? Um, and I would That's guess it. that your wife has huge success with it because you've laid it out for. Her. Yes, or with yeah. her. I guess
1: yeah, yeah, You know, and and like I mean, uh, for those of you that have a, um, a a dual entrepreneur relationship inside your house, like if you're a husband wife or you know whatever the situation is, um, you know. So in her business, like she she's all the creative. She like I mean, all the content, all the messaging. All of it is hers, right? The, the color, the brand colors, the brand messaging, all that stuff is hers. <clears throat> where I can come in and help is on the marketing side, kind of laying out like the strategy, like kind of what I just laid out, right? Like the, here's where we bring people in, then we move them to here, and here's how we do that, and then we get them to here, and then here's how we bring them to the next level in the business. Uh, and then you just kind of repeat it so uh, we have something called uh she has something in that business called lifestyle upgrade challenge it's a six-week challenge where she focuses to these uh you know few specific daily actions when people go inside of this group and they can just check off these boxes uh for their daily actions To you know it's kind of like you know drink the water did you move did you uh eat well you know just the, the basic stuff really and then some additional things she provides workouts in there she provides recipes she provides kind of all this stuff, but all the messaging and her health coaching, and it's not this crash diet mentality. you know, like most everybody has tried crash diets, like whether they tried keto or paleo or, you know, you name the one, uh, I've tried it and, it. and does it work for weight loss? Yes, they do. Does it work to be able to endure for almost nobody? Um, does it work to, to endure with these diets? It just doesn't like work for most anybody. And, uh, but there are strategies that do. And the most important part um, on that side is consistency. So even, you know, like in my business, I teach all that stuff too, but in a different context, I teach it to entrepreneurs, right? Like, so like, depending on the entrepreneur I'm working with, um, there's different things that come up so that they can be the healthiest version of themselves. Uh, Not the fittest version, the healthiest version, the version that has a lot of energy, the energy can go on that can keep, That feels like they have, like, I like to think about it like this. If I had uh, five pieces of things that I do good for myself, I picture them like little people kind of behind my back, like pushing on me. They're like helping me do what I wanna do. If I do 10 things to take care of myself, now I have like 10 people kind of behind my back pushing me. If I did 40 things to take care of myself, like I go to bed on time, I move in the morning, I'm intentional. I'm um, clear on my week's goals, my uh, month's goals, my year goals, my, my three year goals, and so on. Like everything just feels really clear and I'm just feel myself on the path to get to my biggest dreams. And I have all the support behind me. Like I'm getting, like I might get massage. I might, uh, you know, whatever, any anything you need for support. We need to talk to a therapist you might need um, a personal trainer, you might need a functional medicine coach, you might need whatever you might need at the time. If you're willing to give these pieces of support, it's almost magical, like how those pieces of support just allow you to keep moving forward. By the way, that support might also be hiring someone might be hiring your first assistant, if you've not made that move in your business yet.
0: I mean, I think that is a huge one. I know that that was a huge step forward for me when I could actually like offload some stuff. And you mean I don't have to do everything in my business? <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! Um, I want to ask. I want to. I want to shift gears a little bit because I think one of the biggest things you touched on, you started to talk about, was how is it like. Are you, do you guys have like a power couple relationship? How is it to be married to another entrepreneur? Because you guys have been married for 16 years. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, 15, 15. We just passed 15 years, uh, Like August 13th. Was she an entrepreneur when you met her? How did that relationship develop? I feel like a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs feel lonely. They feel misunderstood. Like it's yeah. hard to have a conversation. We're lucky because we're, we're in group. Oh my gosh where we can share with people, but like the normal 100%. world doesn't understand us. So how does that relate in your marriage and in your relationship? How, like, talk a little bit about that, because I think it's really yeah. awesome that you guys both have businesses, you're supportive of each other in those businesses, and you're both growing them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, honestly, it's it's been uh, an evolution. So I think one of the first questions you asked there was, was my wife an entrepreneur when I met her? The answer is no. She was not. She worked corporate America. She comes from a family who are a major corporate America type family. Like 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 literally like her, you know, her, her dad, her brothers, her aunts and uncles. They're all corporate America people. So that's very much kind of the mentality. Uh, so when we first got together that what attracted me to her the most is you know like you know kind of my background with Tony Robbins and I have this kind of process kind of a scientific process for how to achieve a goal I kind of think about what I want and then reverse engineer that and then kind of move forward well I was talking to Kelly that's my wife's name and uh and she was describing how she achieves her goals and it was something similar I'm like oh my god I mean like I just wanted to like latch onto her and never let her go like she's attractive physically but like when she said um when she talked about like kind of how she achieves goals, I'm like, Oh boy. Like I, cause I, it's kind of to your point. I, I didn't even, you know, let alone meeting an entrepreneur. I didn't meet people that kind of thought how I thought, like kind of see the world. Like you can have like literally about anything you want. You just find a thing, you model it, you describe what it is clearly and you reverse engineer to where it is you are today. You start moving forward toward it. That's the, the that's it. the idea. That's it. That's all there is to it. And it's a simple concept, not easy to keep stepping through, as we know. But but then over time, what happened is my wife started working for uh, Oracle. We met, actually, when I was at the Target Center. So she was selling corporate memberships into the Target Center. So there's a fitness center inside the Target Center where the Timberwolves play. And I met her there. We met uh, at a happy hour uh, after we did, like, a sales training. So it was a sales training that the uh, club was providing we tended anyway then we started talking but at that point she had dating somebody i was dating someone different but uh, then after getting to talk to her know her three years later is when we started dating Uh, at that point then she left the target center and started working for oracle Uh, while working for oracle she loved the company a wonderful great company but she hated the work she hated sitting in a cubicle she was very passionate about fitness she always has been always has been since after college uh, that's why she was selling memberships at a place because she didn't have the credential to do personal right. training or something like that but she got certified as a personal trainer never did anything with it for like four years so intermittently i would go pick her up at work and i would describe my day and like you know i'm helping people and doing this thing i'm living my dream and And then, like, I realized by me saying these things, it was like, and she was hating her thing. So then there was kind of resent, resent, resentfulness coming up. And I would pick her up, and she might like ball for half an hour in the car, and I just try to listen, whatever. And then finally, I'm like, you know, I brought her to a fitness conference, and the the guy leading the um, the conference said something like, "The reason I became an entrepreneur is so I'd never have to put my kids in daycare. They never had to see the, uh, you know." whatever something along those lines and she lost it and uh and so she got in her mind that fine i am leaving corporate america and i'm we're gonna do i'm gonna do something in the fitness industry i said fine let's put a date on the calendar for one year from today and because at the time she was making a like a six-figure income and we had to replace that income and as you know as an entrepreneur you go from a if you're corporate America, you got a sure bet thing and you get the, the check comes every month. You have the insurance, you have all the benefits. You, there's a lot of value yeah. to that too, right? But when you kind to of cut the cord, you're like, okay, we better account for all this because we had bought a house and we had a couple kids and like, okay, oh, yeah. we have these fixed expenses now and we can't just, it's not like we were in our young twenties and we were just renting and we didn't have cars and we didn't, we had expenses yeah, yeah. like real ones. And so, um, anyway, put it, put it on, the, on the calendar. And then what happens, we started a, a, a boot camp business. Uh, this was, uh, goes back 10 years ago, August 23rd of this year. And when we started that business, uh, you know, like we started a business and shortly after the deal of the day websites like Groupon and uh, what was it was called Living Social. Yeah. Those were the, kind of the biggest platforms at the time. And we managed to land a deal with um, Living Social. And what happened is at that time, if you can, if anybody can remember back, if you don't remember back, I'll explain to you what, what these deal of the day sites were. They truly were a deal of the day. Like if Groupon announced a deal, it was one deal only for this day, and there was a limited number of deals you okay, could buy. So if it was for yeah. your favorite restaurant. There was maybe 300, and once the 300 deals were gone, it was gone. And so we. We were able to get one of these deals, and a month into our business, we landed 770 new boot camp members in one day. And it was uh, like, holy crap. And and it was just me. She was still working full time at Oracle at this time. And uh, because this was only maybe three or four months into the process of saying one year from now, we're going to do this. Yeah. Well, when that happened, as you can imagine, we had this flood of things. I, I anticipated that we were going to get a lot of leads and I knew I couldn't handle them. So I had a, a web developer build out these, like, let say, if you bought the deal there, you come to page one and it just kind of put in your name, page two, pick your location, page three, pick your time and so on. So by, so the technology could handle scheduling everybody in. Yeah. But what happened is with 770 new people, we were scheduling in 50 new people every single class for weeks Oh, it, it was awesome. insane. And uh it is an awesome problem. <laughs> so it wasn't a problem, but it was an awesome problem. It was so exciting. And, uh, but that's what launched the business and kind of just literally threw both of us into, uh, and especially here, because like, I'm not one to get on and answer like all the emails. So I'm like, I, I just that over, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that can sit and do that kind of work. I'm right. like a strategy guy. Like, let me figure out the strategy, how to do all this stuff. And then I get people to do all the work. Uh, that's how I function anyway. So, so she got stuck doing all this stuff. So this has turned her into an entrepreneur. Well, it was like a trial by years. fire.
0: It was like, it was here you go. We got 770 leads, a whole bunch of boot yeah. camps. So let me ask you then you put the year, you put the date on the calendar one year. Yeah. Did she leave her job? <clears throat> Did she make it?
1: Yeah, be- before it.
0: Before it. And what was that yep, day like? Because I know I'm, I'm, Right now I'm in a relationship, but I've been single yeah. and like dating people. And they, I've I've walked through that. I'm like, hey, if you really want to do this, because everybody's yeah. like, I want to live how you live. I'm like, well, cool. Let's put a date on the calendar and let's get you moving. Unfortunately, none of the people that I've dated have hit that that target because they all, I mean, transparency, we've all broke up. Um, but sure, they, yeah, yeah. they just have struggles with it because they're like, how, like, I don't know what to do and I'm like well you guys start putting stuff on Facebook you guys start getting loud what's your offer who's your avatar what do you do for people and we work through some of that and most of them in my experience are so addicted to the paycheck and the corporate life and they that that's okay. I this story isn't about me. I want to know yeah. what Kelly was like like when that day hit and she put in yeah. her notice and she was like yeah. I mean, look at your smile right now. You're so—it was kind of like, yeah,
1: it was kind of giddy, right? I mean, it's giddy in one sense and scary at the same time. It was like this mix of emotion because here's saying, you know, I guess we, well, here's what we had. You know, so we had this thing that we, we, you know, we had all this, all these members coming in, all this stuff, but we were also saying goodbye to this like sure bet thing at the same time. And it was like, crap, are we really doing this? Are we really going to like pay for all the insurance out of our pocket? We're going to do like, you know, like, you know, like. Because yeah. you know, money, as you know, as an entrepreneur, money goes like ups and downs. So you got to kind of go to your lowest common denominator, figure out your own math for what makes sense for you to manage your your money that way. And uh, I had I had been used to the money part for my whole life. I've never worked for someone. Even working for the Timberwolves, I've you know still managed my own. Yeah. Stuff.
0: I hundred anyway. percent get it.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> So it was giddiness, it was uh, scared at the same time, kind of moving forward, like, okay, here we go. And, uh, but then we also had it in the back of the mind, okay, like, okay, worst case scenario, if this doesn't work six months down the road, you still have all these skills, you can go back to corporate America.
0: A hundred percent. So we thought, okay, worst
1: case scenario, like, just- You can always find
0: a job. If you are good at you can at always you find do, a job. You can find a job. the Same way an entrepreneur, <clears throat> if we're providing value, we can always find somebody to pay us
1: hundred percent that's it like uh man i uh yeah like so th- so then over the years you know she is taking on more of the direction towards like you know well i guess if i tell like a little bit of her story like when we, we first started the boot camp she had it in her mind she had to be like the fittest version of herself i mean ripped six-pack abs like all the muscles like all this stuff right which she still has today but like under a completely different um way that she does it then it was using like really hardcore dieting, over exercising, to get the six pack abs, and I would say she was fairly miserable. Like you, know, when you're depriving yourself of your favorite foods, when you're over exercising, you feel tired and sore like all the time. It, that doesn't feel good. Today, she still has six pack abs. She's forty-five years old with six pack abs after four children, and she does it with drinking wine. You know, a couple, two, three times a week. Uh, she fits in any foods that you know like she's nothing's off base but also she eats every day and drinks every day like to make her feel really really good that's the important message and that's the message she tries to share in her business is how do i do this now like i look like if she, if you see her picture she recently did a post on uh, like instagram of like her 10 years ago and her today the pictures look almost identical but the way that she feels in here is like almost all the way different, and it's it's just uh, you know a whole different way of looking through. And so this is the very thing that she's teaching the people. Is, That's awesome. That. But then also for her, you know, like um, very much the uh, the first bootcamp business because I was an entrepreneur, I really took the reins on running the business, messaging the business, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And she was part of it, but it wasn't like her.
0: Has she you know kind of I mean? grown into it? <clears throat> As, as you've gone along?
1: Like all the way into it. So all the way into it and then out of it. So like, because we still have um, our business called Altman Fitness, which is a bootcamp style business with employees that run it. But then she has her separate health coaching business. That's, that's all her. And that is all her messaging. It is all her feel. It's all her branding. That's the kind of where we're at today is she has her health coaching. We have Altman Fitness. That That's our business that just keeps uh, providing you know, uh, money to fulfill, you know, to help push these other dreams forward too. And, uh, when you have a consistent income stream, you just, you want to keep it there. And that's been a consistent income stream for like eight years. Solid just kicks that's, out this same. I might
0: have to, I might have to have both of you guys on just to have Kelly tell yeah. her side. Cause it would be, really, it'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Cause I, like, I know she'll tell it different too, because, uh, you know, like, uh, anyway she just has she's very open and honest and uh so she'll tell she'll tell she can tell the struggle i tend to like block out struggle stories i I just process them quickly they're out of my mind like i just don't hang around
0: we're very similar Uh, it might be
1: a difference between male and female but like uh she's very good at remembering struggle stories and and sharing those out and that kind of thing so it could be very interesting for people to hear her perspective on this whole thing too
0: so Jay, I want to go back and I want to ask one other question that kind of takes us back to the beginning a little bit, but I want to talk about your high ticket clients because you were you were lucky enough to get into that world very soon, which I think one of the biggest things, if you're clear on who you can serve and you can, you should be charging a lot more money as soon as you can, because it's going to make your life, it's going to make hiring people easier, it's going to make everything better. If you could talk a little bit about specifically how you service high ticket clients, what you, what do you offer them? Because the offering is probably a lot different than what you offer somebody who's just getting started in business.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really good question. It's funny. I like, because you know, it was, um, cause it happened for me organically, right? Like I, <laughs> the story I shared but in looking back on it and then studying what ultra wealthy needs. So I wanna get your, you know, everybody listening, think about who the ultra wealthy are or wealthy. If you have a lot of money, what you don't have a lot of oftentimes is time. And so if you have uh, a good amount of money and you know that Steve is really, really good at what he does, okay? And I have some money. Now, like what I don't wanna do with my money or my time is waste it. So like I am happy to pay, like if I know 100% you can do actually what you say and you're willing to stand behind it too. Um, I, I, you know, like wealthy people are happy to depart with their money if they know what they're getting in return is the actual thing. Because here's the uh, the problem and everybody kind of knows about this. If you, maybe you bought somebody's product at one point that promised something and then they under-delivered on it. How did it leave you feel? It left you feeling like crappy, you never want to do business with that person again, and and, and it makes you jaded to even buy other people's stuff. You're like, I don't know, man, I, I bought this marketing thing and I bought that thing, and it left you feeling behind. So here's the, the lesson that I learned. And I think part of it is the work ethic I gained from my father, you know, hardworking farm guy, you know, like, uh, and he always left me with the messaging of if, if you ever do work for somebody, do more than they asked you to do. Do just do more. And I, I've carried that forward. And so when I started working with the ultra wealthy, I always had it in my mind, how else can I serve? How you know, like, yes, they asked me for this thing, but I'm gonna give them more. I'm gonna give them so much more that they they can't help but to keep me around. Like that very first client is still my client today. And why is that? Is because I focused on delivery. How much did it cost me? How much marketing did I do? How much marketing dollars did I spend? zero I spent zero dollars to acquire that client what I did is I spent a lot of effort on my skills and then over the years I continue to develop and develop and develop and develop and develop all my skills my personal skills my business skills and all of it and I just keep delivering and over delivering over delivering and so of course naturally then they tell uh, their their friends and again with the idea ultra wealthy are happy to pay if they know that yes, this is my guy, and my guy does really good work. He's an honest guy. He does honest, hard, good work, and you can trust him. And then we get that recommendation. Again, it's zero dollars. Uh, the think, investment is is on the uh, my, my own education. I
0: think you're a hundred percent correct. Like most of the I I have not worked with ultra wealthy people. I've worked with people who have been multimillionaires, and the number yeah. one thing that they tell me because I always follow up, I'm like, you know, what can I do? How how did this work? Like why. And they always say the same thing. Like I am happy to spend money. My fee was 25 K plus 10% when I was doing live events for these people. And they, they were like, I'm happy to spend the money. I'm just glad that you delivered and that I can trust you. And I got all of my business was referral for the same exact reason that you've laid out. They knew they could trust me. They knew that I showed up. They knew that I did what I did what would you tell people if they're, if they're out there and they're doing maybe like, maybe they're doing six figures, maybe they're doing 250 K somewhere in that range. And they're like, I really want to start serving like the more wealthy, like ultra wealthy crowd. Would you have any words of advice that would push them in that direction or that you could share with them?
1: hundred percent. So, I mean, one is you have to get in proximity. You know, there's, there's a, like, you know, like, I can look back and I know I've had luck on my path, but I also know that I put myself in situations to be able to get lucky. Like I didn't um, get lucky and get a strength and conditioning job at Indiana by like just walking in one day and just putting my resume on there and hopefully could get the job. Like that's not at all how it came to be. I took several actions to get there and I put myself in the way and just keep being visible in front. Now the first client, um, the first uh, ultra wealthy client in the Twin Cities was because I put myself in position to be a strength coach with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not an easy job to land, but there it gives you visibility and that visibility got me it's this opportunity to talk to someone. And then I, I, I and I, that, at that point, I knew hundred percent I could get a result with, in terms of getting someone more fit, getting like bigger, faster, stronger. Like I was legit. Like I knew my stuff. And so, like, uh, and just in terms of, it, like, I would say, finally it's make sure you, you know your stuff, whatever your stuff is, just know it, study it, be like, if you don't, if you love your, if you love the thing that you're doing, uh, you, hopefully you just feel like you can't get enough, you just want more time to study your craft, right? Like, you just study it, you watch the videos, you go to conferences, you uh, uh you're network with the people, like, you're involved, yeah. you're just having fun.
0: It's not and work. it's so much it- fun. It is passion. Weird. Like you, I, I can't, if you don't love studying what you do, you're doing the wrong thing. What do you love? 100%. I don't care whether it's sports. I don't care. There are people out there, like in today's world, there are people who make livings playing video games. So if that's what yeah, you love, I mean, I, I'm not going to fault you for it. Go like be so good at it and just ooze. Like people who meet me know that I love marketing and sales because that's all I yeah. talk about. Exactly. If you don't like it, then cool, Get go it. go hang out with somebody else. But like, if I'm at a cocktail party, that's what I'm talking about because I love it. It's the yep. same,
1: same hundred percent. If you were in the same room, we would just not stop talking about it. I mean, the the day could turn to night and to the next day, and still talk about it. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. It's true passion. So and so, like the the point really is like be passionate about what you do, or, or you know, follow your. If you're, if you're following your passions and you love your stuff, naturally, you're just going to be enthusiastic talking about your stuff. And then when you serve people, serve them uh, beyond what they're paying you for. If you if you do that, that, that's the delivery side, because here's what happens. Again, like my $0 investment has turned into several hundred thousand dollars that's come into my pocket. It's helped pay for my house and my boat and my, you know, like stuff, it. and it's all focused to delivery. It's, it's all on delivery. So, so-
0: um. i'll recap just what i heard you say like get in proximity if you know your craft and you love it get in proximity to the people that have the money because they are looking for somebody the biggest challenge one one guy it's worth about 25 million that hired me he told me the number one thing that i got from him was he was like i just want somebody that i can trust and is not going to waste my time i don't have much time And I don't like, I've been scammed by so many people. I just want somebody I can trust that is not going to waste my time. So get in proximity, which is exactly what you said. And then like get over deliver. If you over deliver for free, those people will hand you money. I literally had somebody last week say, how can I pay you? Like we were doing a free call. I wasn't trying yeah. to sell them anything. My goal with this person was literally just to help them. And be, halfway through the call, it was like, "Look, I, you're giving me so much value. How can I just send you a check if you want?" I love stuff, that. You, right? I was like, "Here's my Venmo." Totally. And money appeared. And I wasn't trying to sell him it's anything. Awesome. He's reached out to yeah, like,
1: that's perfect. That happens with people that's who perfect. have money. Um, it does happen because they're so appreciative of again of like you know again the, the time's valuable. So like if you're selling to wealthy, ultra wealthy, you just have to position yourself like that. So if, if you don't have money yourself right now, you may have money, you probably have money mindset problems. You're probably thinking that you're not worth X amount of money. You're probably thinking that no one would ever pay that much money for your thing. But I can promise you that the very, like the services that I did for the ultra wealthy um, are less than the services of people that pay me less money and they're less trouble. The ultra wealthy that I continue to work with are very appreciative of the work. They're not hard clients to work with. They don't ex- like, I think they just expect a, a great job, but a, a, um, but they're not my, they're not needy people. They're not needy. They're givers. They're always looking to like, they offer, you know, they've offered me to stay in their places in various parts of the world. They've offered, you know, all kinds of stuff, introductions and help and all, and just various stuff. Because just trying to deliver and over deliver, they are they're jump super
0: period. super appreciative.
1: For the most part, you might come up against that. You know, if, if they are resilient. hiring you,
0: if you've dealt with them, if you've gotten in their realm, and they've come like they they know, like and trust you, they will be so appreciative as long as you over deliver. And they're
1: loyal. And if, if you're working with people like all my wealthiest clients, they're 60 plus. If they're over 60 and they have a lot of money. That is a very, very loyal crowd. They're very loyal. They just they don't they don't want to change from you. And so whatever whatever you're offering, if you do something that's of service and you do it well, really well, they you know it likely will turn into a multi-decade relationship if you want it and you keep delivering.
0: Jay, this has been an awesome interview and like i've had so much fun talking to you i i know we could sit around and have a few more the cocktails guys. and talk for a couple yeah, more for hours sure. um if people listening to this are like man i want to work with jay
1: how can they find you where's the best place for them to go the best place to find me is at my website it's just jaltman.com. it's very simple jayaltman.com
0: so that is me on
1: facebook there's the only two only two places that i go facebook and a website that's it
0: Both of those will be linked in the show notes. If you want to reach out to Jay, he is truly as nice as he sounds. He is awesome individual. Um, and he really does care about helping people find success. Um, I think we might have to do a round two and we might have to have Kelly on because she would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be Uh, fun.
1: That'd be a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. Is there anything you would tell the listeners in closing? Just,
1: uh, man, you know, uh, I guess, you know, g- get clear on where, uh, what it is you want to do and go make a difference. Like, uh, the biggest thing I'll tell you is, like, you, uh, if you're listening, I know that you have a dream about something you want to do. I also know that you have the talents and skills to do it. And some part of you inside is scared and nervous. That's normal. That's okay. Go do it anyway, because you're going to make a positive effect on somebody that really needs you. Uh, and you only have to have enough skills that's just a little bit beyond whoever it is you're serving. So you don't have to know everything. Like, I don't know half as much as some of my clients on certain areas of what they do. Uh, it's, totally, it's totally cool. So I'm just, I just, hopefully, I just want to give you a vote of confidence. Like, I'm rooting for you. I want you to go out and just make your impact. You are needed. Believe me, and especially right now, this moment, in this weird moment in history we're in, you're needed more than ever. So take whatever your skills are, whatever your talents are, be brave, go out there, you'll feel scared, do it anyway, and live live your dream. You, you get one, one chance at this thing as far as we all know. So live it, live it.
0: Awesome. On that note, guys, we will wrap this up until I see you next time. Take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning into today's show. Are you looking for a way to produce powerful content that creates quality leads and can scale your business from 3K to 10K and beyond? If so, head over to StoriesThatScale.com and pick up your free templates today. These free templates will show you the five core stories that will help your business scale that you can tell across social media, email, and YouTube. Anywhere you need content, these templates will help you out and they're free. At storiesthatscale.com. Or if you know you want my help building out your content and monetization strategy, head over to stephen.coffee and book my time today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. I'll see you soon.